amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome to the 2019 WHM Oscars special. I'm Andrew Jupin here with Stephen Seda, Christopher Cabin, Eric Siska. Uh, we are here to talk about, I guess, so what, like our Oscar picks, our our predictions, <laughs> the Oscar hot goss also is a, is a major component well, this I year. I think we're really going to be talking mostly about this epidemic that is sweeping the nation, which is Oscar fever and <laughs> stay indoors for the love of God. It's, I think the problem is everyone is avoiding Oscar fever this year. Everyone's trying to steer clear. Like, like it is the fucking plague. Well, yeah, well, it's last-minute uh, dropout by Kendrick Lamar, man. Oh, was he going to do a Black Panther song? He was going to do the Black Panther song with uh, SZA, and then he dropped out. So uh, Wait, he had to get he, up to the day. Did he drop out because they were going to air it during the commercial break? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Knowing them, it's possible. Now you come. No, no, no. We're going to give out cinematography. It's just going to be downstairs. Look, (laughs) go downstairs for the cinematography awards. Look, Queen is going to do all the songs. Okay. (laughs) That's how it's going to be now. Dude, oh, and the fucking, the queen, are they performing? Oh, Was yeah, it? Adam Lambert's going to do uh, Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Man. Oh, I forgot. They've been, they've been touring with him for years, they're, actually. They're opening the show with him. What do you mean they're opening the show? Like, the, pre, like the, the opening number is going to be queen. Uh, well, is, it, is this because they never got a host? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Are I they going to think... do, like, a queen montage of all the movies? Like oh, the Billy man. Crystal bit? 
Wow, that oh, so, something. So it's just like old ass Brian May, and he's like pretending to be in, I don't know, Black Klansman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's at Live Aid, but then there's the Iron Curtain that the, the, the stars of Cold War are just <laughs> slipping through. <laughs> See, actually, yeah, this could maybe work. They that's what it should have been. They should have had us fucking right for the Oscars. I just don't understand how they couldn't figure out the host thing. Like, yeah, you know, fucking, you know, Kevin Hart's an asshole. Sure. It was two months ago. Get anybody. Like get, get Ray Ocean. Romano. Like call up Ray Romano. Did and like hear, there you go. Did you hear the that there is a rumor going around that it's gonna be like a special host and it's gonna be Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, the whoopster. That's yeah, not I bad, heard, actually. I heard, I heard a, a rumor that she might just come in at the last minute. I, oh she's, I mean, she's one of the fucking all-time greats of the hosting world. Christian Bale in a fat suit. I know he lost <laughs> the weight. He's got to wear a fat suit. Have him host as Dick Cheney. There you go. I think I got it, by the way. Papa John Schnatter. Ooh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> loves that guy. Wait, what? <laughs> And is, is it just him apologizing the whole time? <laughs> yeah, it's just him in various boardroom sketches. I just don't get it, man. Like, figure it the fuck out. You should have figured it out months ago. It's so embarrassing that they couldn't figure it out, right? Like, it's the fucking Academy Awards. You couldn't find a single entertainer on the face of the earth that wanted to do this. Get Mark Barron to do it, man. Honestly, that guy that guy's a comedian. Oh shit! Okay, oh so uh, best foreign language film, Capernaum. Yeah, who are your guys? <laughs> hey, Lebanon, who are your guys? <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, Jack Nicholson's good. Oh shit, you're that guy. Jack <laughs> oh Nicholson, shit, you're the guy. You're the cuckoo nest. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. Oh fuck, you were in The Departed. Shit, that movie was great. I didn't see it though. No, you know I fucking hate John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I fucking hate him. Why didn't he do it? I mean, I know he only made that one movie, but that's someone. Sure. John, and he's John making Stewart? another movie. I think John Stewart's like raising sheep or something now, right? <laughs> he's got that fucking place in Jersey. Yeah. Um, you could have got Colbert. Like, I, I'm literally give me a day. I can give you a hundred names of reasonable <laughs> people. Ellen DeGeneres was great. Yeah, well, then she got in trouble because she was all like, oh, Kevin Hart, we all support oh, you, I too. Oh, I forgot about that. It's yeah, been so was... long. This saga has been so long. <laughs> I know. I cannot believe we've been talking about, like, who may be doing shit at the Academy Awards for this long. Yeah, get the lieutenant from the Coast Guard that tried to kill everyone. Get <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Keitel. Why not? Oh, he'd be a great host. You, yeah, that's what it is, Kevin. You're right. Dick you out, need... dude. Dick out. Yeah. Totally dick out, screaming about the Mets and losing ten thousand dollars. He just gets up there with Queen and starts going. Arr, arr, <laughs> we no, no, you know you. He goes up. He's dressed as his character from Pulp Fiction, the Wolf. Nice. He's got the mustache. He's like, all right, everybody, listen up. I talk fast. I move fast. I give out awards fast. The song's gonna happen. The dead people. Then the then the awards, and then we're out of here by nine fifteen. <laughs> That's actually a genius idea. <laughs> um. All right. So. Let's cover it's uh, we're going to talk about some categories and then maybe not do some categories and do some other we hate movies related things here. But let's start off. I don't know. Original screenplay. How about that? That's uh, you can cover a screenplay. Right. This, here. Is, this is screens that are written out um, and then people vote on them for which one's the best. Yes. Uh, the best sure. screen. Uh, so this is it's not based on anything. So we have uh, the favorite first reformed green book. Roma and Vice. I mean, 
are we talking about what we would like to win? What we think is going to win? I guess we could. I th- yeah. I mean, I think maybe try to do both if you can. You know, or if they're if they're different, maybe I mean, they're not. I would say that I would really hope that they give it to Paul Schrader. Me too. I really, really hope they do. And if not, I guess my what I pro what I they really could give that fucking thing to Green Book. But that motherfucker subscribed to that fucking Trump conspiracy theory. Wait, what? The 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 guy Nick Vallelonga was like retweeted and definitely said multiple times that he too saw people cheering in in Jersey City. Not Muslims. just people, Muslims. Muslims. Yeah. yeah, that is insane. Yeah, but- dude. That and then he fucking like. He deleted those tweets and he tried to send an apology tweet and then he just fucking deleted his Twitter account. Altogether. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the move when a fucking baby boomer is using Twitter. <laughs> Wait, so <laughs> did he tweet that recently or was this like uncovered? Oh, no, this is uncovered. Yeah, somebody did some Twitter digging. Yeah, I think it happened before the globe. So I kind of still think, I mean, like, I don't know if they'll have time to realign it. Oh, well, of course it did because the fucking Oscar voting didn't even start until after the Globes, which was bullshit because like so many people were complaining about how that would, you know, the winners of those would influence people doing the voting for the Oscars, which I think is totally true. But it started, the voting for the Oscars opened on that Monday. Oh, weird. After the Golden Globes ceremony. Yeah, I mean, like, hopefully everyone tried to course correct because, I mean, like, I guess my... uh what I'd like, I mean, obviously, for, first performance, I'd like to see, but since it's got shut out from every other category, I kind of also like a lot of Paul Schrader shit has come up that everybody's like, eh, I'd like to see the favorite. I would like to see it just yeah. because I, yeah. I also feel like that that movie's going to get shut out from everything. That's really? I kind of think so, too. Well, you know, I think one of the reasons, even though I really love I love that movie, it's one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. The favorite. I just no, feel I, like I think it's great, but I think. In some maybe voters' minds, they're like, oh, well, last year was the fucking Fox Searchlight year between three billboards getting a bunch of shit and then like fucking Shape of Water winning Best Picture, among other was that awards. Last year? Yes. That was, can you believe yeah. it, dude? That no. was just fucking That's, last year. It sounds like at least five years ago. <laughs> I have created a time vortex. <laughs> <laughs> I also could see, like, Roma would be good too because I think Roma is great. Um, oh, yeah. Vice, I hope, does not get it. Roma, I think is. Yeah. One, I think Roma, the one category I wouldn't, I would be a little bit miffed. Not that the screenplay is bad, but this was the one. I would just say any other category. I'm way in for Roma screenplay, less so. Advice yeah. is rich. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with that. that. I think that. I mean, I, I, I didn't get to first reformed yet, which is unforgivable since it's on Amazon now. I think. <laughs> yeah. But the favorite, I, I did really love. Um, I didn't see Green Book and and Vice. I, 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 I can't win. I hope not. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. I, I really despised Vice. I know some people like it. I just, top to bottom, that movie is rotten at the core. And I don't think yeah. it's, there's like, oh, well, what? You just don't want to hear about Dick? I don't, I don't want to hear about Dick Cheney in this way. And I don't think the movie glorifies him at all. I just think it's too cartoonish, too all over the place, and too who gives a shit. I think it's too preachy. But I do, I, I liked Christian Bale, and I think he was he was fun because, oh, for sure. oh what if we uh, came to a different understanding and went to the hospital immediately? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think the problem with Vice primarily is the screenplay. So yes. I would really hope that that is not where it wins. I hope it's just Christian Bale. Don't you think for First Reformed, though, with Schrader, I mean, the guy has been around for so long. He's created so much 
amazing shit, both as a writer and a director and a writer director. Mm-hmm. Couldn't this be like his departed? And they're like, all right, he's finally fucking nominated for something. I, I, Let's hand it to him, kind of a thing. I feel like if that if the, I, I think the, fa- the 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 first reform was like woefully under nominated. Like I think Ethan oh, Hawk, I do, I do too. Ethan Hawke should have been nominated, director, the whole bit. But I think since it's just the one, I also feel like there was another. Like you get your your screeners in the mail on the back of your first reformed thing is like we cannot have Paul Schrader at the mic on on Oscar night. <laughs> we're just we're not allowing that. Right, because he might say try to bring back Kevin Spacey or something. But <laughs> I mean, I think I think he should win just for Taxi Driver alone. Let's yeah. do a make good like we did for Gladiator with Russell Crowe to make good for not winning The Insider. Right? Is that yeah. right? Oh, is that the story behind oh, yeah, that? Totally. Because that then, fucking gladiator, man, who could care? And then Denzel Washington won for training day to make up for his entire career. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, that's that's, that's what I brought up Scorsese. It's yeah. the same thing. And that's why I think Sam Elliott is a lock. Yeah. That's a All right. So we uh, let's so let's just jump on over to it for uh, best supporting actor. Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. The aforementioned Sam Elliott in The Star is Born. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush for uh, Vice. I, I, I can't I, believe Rockwell got nominated. I, I, I think that's insane. Yeah. Why that are we nominating insane. Saturday Night Live performances? Like, again, like, Bale, absolutely sure. I think, but, like, Rockwell was the most cartoony out of the whole movie and took me out of the movie every single time. I'd agree with that. And uh, I think, I think, actually, I don't think it's going to be Elliot. I think it's probably going to be Grant. I hope so. uh, That's my hope, right? Because, like, he's such a good dude, first of all. He's been in a lot of great things and just sort of ignored. But that's what... See, this is what sucks. That movie's awesome. I'm sorry. That that movie is absolutely awesome. It's a great movie. Guys, Whoopi Goldberg is handing out this award, and it goes to Sam Elliott, her co-star from (laughs) Fatal Beauty back in the 80s. And it would be an amazing little moment that no one would understand but us. Was uh, was she ever anything with Richard E. Grant? <laughs> I would like to uh, thank the Whoopster. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Whoopster! I was watching Fatal Beauty the other day. Uh, real fine performance both of us turned in in that cop comedy. Uh, uh, say, Whoopster, did we ever fuck? <laughs> I feel like we did at some point. Uh, they're probably they're... at a party. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you, my life is pretty hazy. <laughs> Oh, you know what, Whoopster? Sorry, I was confusing me with Ted Danson. <laughs> I do that all the time. No, I was confusing you with Ted Danson, actually. <laughs> I one time fucked Ted Danson. And it was glorious. That is fan fiction I would read. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, Dan- like Danson slash Elliot. Uh, da- oh, my God, that is some slash I could read. I, I Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, Elliot's fine in that movie, but I also think that, like, it's just nuts that he's nominated and Bradley Cooper's just doing an impression of Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I, I really don't like A Star is Born. So I, like, I'm okay. not crazy about it either. I think it's like aggressively okay. I, it's I, ag- aggressively okay is a great way to put it, dude. I actually, I, I think it's a, a great first 40 minutes mm. and then it really just falls right off a cliff. That's totally true, Kevin, because also that movie's like two hours and 15 minutes, and you are just fucking sitting through it. Well, because you think the first, I I agree with you, the first 40 minutes, you think it's going to be about Lady Gaga's like actual rise and like 
what that looks like actually in the modern context. You know what I mean? Like there's smartphones everywhere, blah, blah, blah. But the rest, like after minute 41, that the rest of that movie could take place in 1976. Like, oh, you think really she could. should have a, she yeah. should have a Twitter scandal, dude? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> also, he well, pissed himself at the Grammys. That's how you kill yourself. It's like, oh, dude, everyone is talking about it all of the time. Right. I mean, the, the <laughs> thing with that is uh, every other version of the story does center on the woman. So it's a little weird that to make the choice that it seems to be more about him for the last hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Especially when you're the director, too. Yeah. And the writer and all that stuff. It's like, but what if there was more me? And right. No, 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 no. What, what, what if she does something, but then you look at me looking at her being like, mm-mm-mm. Do you see this tan? Do you see this beard I got? I grew my my hair perfectly to attract a Lady Gaga. <laughs> Not quiet, everybody. When you want to attract a Lady Gaga, you got to get real still. Dye your hair dark brown. Don't want to scare it away. <laughs> Cover yourself with mud; it can sense heat. <laughs> uh, so, Adam Driver, I think we could. I mean, he's great, but there, I think that's like a no chance in hell in this no, category compared no to everyone way. else here. And Rockwell, the same. So, I mean, and Mahershala. I mean, here's the other thing, though. I will be not surprised, but uh, uh, aggressively upset if this turns into like it was Green Book's night. Yeah. Uh, I actually I didn't see it. I read all the the negative takes about it. So uh, did anyone actually sit down with Greenbrook? Oh, oh, oh I saw it. Oh, I, I saw it, it three, three times at this point earlier this week. I think the weird thing is that Mahershala is the best part of that movie by like leaps and bounds. Leaps and I, think, bounds. I, I think I think Vigo's good too. Like the acting is good. It's just your classic like two good performances trapped in a shitty movie. It's just and, a movie that makes like fucking white boomers feel the tiniest bit better about race relations, mm, which is like which is most movies and which is most <laughs> of the academy. Yeah, but that's so that's what I'm saying though, Kevin is like, and I'm just looking at like the stats mm. of like how long I've played these movies. I opened Green Book the fucking day before Thanksgiving, and I'm still playing it. Oh Jesus! And, I saw yeah. to a quite a, a raucous crowd on like a Monday at like you know 3 p.m. Like what like were, what makeup are you talking though? Like who was in that audience? Old people, just oh, nothing but right. old people. Yeah, and <laughs> Steve Saint X stars in nothing but old people. <laughs> I feel like if it was a younger crowd, a lot more of these things would probably be going to a Star Is Born. Yeah. But I think that like they really just did shut them out, and because First Reform, which is almost universally accepted as the best movie that came out last year, uh, is you know relegated to what to one category? Yeah, is that I think, it? I think the screenplay was the only nomination. That's which insane. Is nuts. Maybe yeah, it's it's crazy. But it's yeah, insane I mean, that Ethan Hawke got shut out. And I mean, like the fact that I mean, again, Mahershala Ali definitely belongs in Best Supporting, but and I do think Vigo is fine for that nod. But I think the rest of Green Book needs to be somewhere else, like not not nominated for anything. Well, Steve, you said it on the mailbag, dude. Uh, Peter Farrelly's a genius. Yeah, he, he sure <laughs> is. You anyone could have directed that movie. Literally anybody. That's what I think is like so unfortunate about it is there's like nothing in that movie that's like wow the direction of this film mm -hmm. you know it's really just like nothing like it doesn't even feel to that extent like a Farrelly Brothers movie I also think that you should you should lose your 
directorial uh, 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 nomination the second you use a map and a little line to tell that time and distance are happening. Like, that's not it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what shut out fucking all those Indiana Jones movies. (laughs) That's it. That's a rule. (laughs) Yeah, it's just I don't know. I'm I'm going to be so ready the second that ceremony is over with, I'm going to be so fucking ready to stop talking about Green Book. It's going to be great. I, I, yeah, I think, Rich, I think yeah. Uh, so you want to go to Best Actor? Or, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So we got uh, Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. What? <laughs> Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. I will say, I just... This because this is you just heard about at Eternity's Gate because so did I. No, because I <laughs> I've saw re- I've heard about it. I I wanted to see it, and yet here we are. I saw that movie back, Kevin. You saw it too at the New York Film Festival at Eternity's Gate. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like it. I it's the same. I think with almost all Schnabel movies, where I like half of it exactly. I thought it was quite excellent. I don't. I was really struck by that movie. It was one of my favorites of the year. Oh wow! Okay, it's, it's um, a, the camera work is insane. It's so. I mean, it's nuts to me that that did not get cinematography. It's That's, a beautiful. I, I mean, it's that. a movie directed by a painter. You know, so like it just it looks incredible. Well, don't worry about it because cinematography is again being handed out the the basement number three <laughs> under under the auditorium. But didn't, didn't they, they re- reneg on all that? They yeah. did, yeah. Well, that's the thing that the Oscars have been doing. They've been like, oh, we're gonna have a popular film award. Oh wait, everybody hates that. No, okay, yeah. Kevin Hart. Everybody hates him. Okay, no. Maybe not every single uh, like award show where you're clapping to yourself needs to be the highest rated thing on television. Exactly, like it's fine to lose. Of course, it's going to lose viewers over the years. Yeah. Like people just, are going to watch it, but it's just not going to be the Super Bowl. Sorry. But guys, look at what happened to the fucking Cable Ace Awards. They took that mentality, <laughs> and now it's just gone. <laughs> Steve, you were talking recently about like fans not owning. Uh, art and fans like shouldn't be listened to to this is one situation where the fans actually made the thing better well that's not true i mean i i, I take your point but it, it's it, it's more like fans were like no 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 don't ruin it you had it don't ruin it what do you mean well the the, the, the they tried to change it and the fans said don't do that yeah so they did not change it yeah so they listened to the fans and said like, okay yeah, we're not going to do right. that you're right the other thing I was going to say, though, just as we're talking about lead actor here, the other night, I don't know that any, I think maybe Cabin, or no, Steve, you did too. We all saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I saw oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, you guys, this is one of the worst movies I've seen in a really fucking long time. Yes, and I cannot believe it's been nominated dude, so it much. It is a fucking pile of horseshit, that movie. I thought I, Remy Malik was fine. Like, he was probably the best part of that movie. I yeah. could, but that's I, not saying a ton. I could imagine him in a good version of this movie yeah. and me being much happier. Yo, but absolutely. I, and but he is. I mean, he is the live wire. And I, this is really to me the thing where they're shoving it in your face. Where like we don't really care if we're going to help an accused pedophile uh, to get more jobs. Yep. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think Singer's probably done at this point, no matter what. Uh, no, he's not. They shelved that fucking movie, dude. Red Sonia? I thought it was back on. No, they shelved it. I, I, I don't think no matter what, even if uh, Bohemian Rhapsody sweeps the whole thing, I think Singer's probably done. I think. Um, 
but Bohemian Rhapsody is it's it, the whole thing about Bohemian Rhapsody is it's that thing it's that Broadway show where it's like oh it's all of Cher's hits and the idea is you go in you're a tourist you don't want to see the exciting new Broadway show that might be challenging yep. you go into a an auditorium to hear music you've already liked yeah, and we that's call those, all uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is it's a, they call those jukebox musicals that's exactly what it is it's like you're there and uh, like and I was feeling that too because like i don't give a shit about queen but like you put those like the big hits on i'm fucking tapping my toe sure. and singing along and that's what it was also by the way because we're predominantly just using freddie mercury's vocal tracks for all of it like rami malik as far as i'm understanding it did no singing and they said uh, they mixed him in but i doubt that they mixed him in. well you know you guys i think you hit the nail on the head with the jukebox box musical there i think they should have just done this as a musical like i don't like mm-hmm. i don't care if you're talking to businessmen you know just <laughs> right. sing sing through the like write a song a queen-esque song about that's a really good idea contractor yeah it's like a musical with the songs are in the style of queen or something yeah and just never ends i was uh (laughs) i guess you were concert and there's another concert and then there's a song about getting a taxi and And then he vaguely has sex with men because year 2019 look i don't need i don't need weekend i don't need the movie weekend i don't need to see come but i need to see like sensuality if that you know if that's the dude's life let's do that no to know? self rent weekend oh dude yeah you want to win it, it's quite weekend. good it's a but great movie it's actually. it's one of those things though where it's like you're not going to show sensuality because of the angle of this movie and again it's weird because this is supposedly predominantly directed by brian singer who is a gay man that like it's like once he starts like sleeping with dudes and that fucking mustache twirling evil gay guy, the dude from fucking Downton Abbey, is like ruining his life. Like once he starts having sex with dudes, his life goes downhill. Yes, is what the movie tells you. Mm-hmm. So there's not there's no room for sensuality because it's like, or even sexuality. Like, it's all off screen. It's like, oh man, last night Freddie had a lot of sex. That was something. And it's like that's it. Yeah. Well, hey guys, guys, we had to find a way to give Mike Myers a role in something. Oh, oh fucking God. hell! That, was, that like that was. Might I don't know. Was it the worst part of the movie? Maybe not, but it felt like it in the moment. I screamed at my television when the scene, it's like the second scene with him, and he's fucking pissing and moaning about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the song, and he has the line, it's something like, who is going to want to sit in their car and bang their head to this song? And I wanted to fucking throw my television out the window. Oh, it's, like, did, did we really? I knew I wasn't going to escape it, but did we really need a Wayne's World reference? And best picture goes to, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it it did it at the Globes, dude, and I it, fucking shit the bed then. I hadn't even seen it yet. And even Rami Malek, I do think he's fine, but I don't think that. I mean, like the rest of this, now the rest of the fucking you know slate, you know, Bale. I think is Bale is great in a bad movie. Yeah, Cooper is. I think Cooper's just fine with a capital F. Yes, you know. I agree on that. Yeah. Uh, Vigo's good. Vigo's doing good stuff. The weird thing about Vigo in that movie is he's 61 years fucking old. He is 61. Vigo in real life? No, v- yeah, Vigo's 61. The, That's the crazy. dude, if you look at the timeline, the guy should be in his 30s, which kind of makes sense. I mean, like the age difference between him and Linda Cardellini. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But it's weird that he's like, it, it's kind of weird because like when he talks, when he's in the car and he's talking, he's like, oh yeah, back in the war. And to me, I was like, oh, was that like World War Two? 
<laughs> but no, it's supposed to be Korea. That's what you know what I mean. Like it, it just it it skews the movie wow. how old I, I he thought is. It, I thought that was going to be the war to win democracy or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the war to end all wars, World War One. I don't know if he should be gaining all that weight in your sixties, man. I mean, I guess he'll lose it, but. I think oh. he's probably just going to. I mean, they probably made him older to rake in the boomers. I feel. Wait, but we weren't fat suiting it with that. Oh no, he's he, that's that's all Vigo, that's dude. Him. Well, we had him at the Burns for a fucking Green Book screening. Oh, uh, was and, he thick with uh, two C's? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was looking totally fine. He looked like Vigo Mortensen. Wow, he's, the he weights are lost. Gone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's probably got like a mad nutritionist. Well, Bale can do it. Bale's already back to. Well, that's maybe more. maybe he sat down with Bale and he's like, maybe we could uh, come to some kind of understanding. <laughs> How can uh, I eat air and nothing else? Bale's gonna die in like twenty years because oh, of easy. all those yeah. weight fluctuations. I think he said that this was the last time he was gonna do that because, uh, like, didn't he have like a heart doctor or something? Because he wound up recommending Adam McKay see that guy, and Adam McKay was like about to have a heart attack or something did you see that story oh no like he was he was like having troubles on the set or something christian bale was like you should go see this doctor i have or or something like that maybe it uh, wasn't his doctor we, uh, went to the hospital immediately <laughs> that's Dick what Chase. it was dude and this doctor was like hey adam mckay you're like 50 whatever you have to stop smoking and eating terribly because you're really about to have a heart attack so christian bale the story was like christian bale basically like saved adam mckay's life don't eat pie. <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, I, I didn't see yeah. it at Eternity's Gate. Um, when uh, when Defoe take, cuts his ear off and puts it in a box, does he look at it and yell, Avenge me! <laughs> the movie avoids <laughs> showing you that. Oh, but speaking about the age gap or whatever of Vigo, um, yeah, we, there, this has it too, because isn't yeah. Defoe like way older than Van Gogh ever got to see? Yeah, Van Gogh only lived to be in like his early 30s or something, and Defoe but that was, was like, like his 60s. Old Europe 30s, which like was... <laughs> that's, why, that's why I think it's totally passable, yeah, because he yeah. was fucking riddled with like syphilis and shit. So like, he could have looked like a 60-year-old man when he was like 32. Well, no, no, no. Look- they should have definitely still gotten Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I know you love Chris Pine, but that dude does not have the chops for that movie. Yeah, probably not. Who is wasted in At Eternity's Gate, though, I feel, is uh, you have Oscar Isaac floating around there. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Gogun? Paul Gauguin. Yeah, Gauguin. Um, And Rupert Friend plays... um, A windmill. uh, (laughs) uh, Teo Van Gogh, the, the brother. Oh. Uh, and he's he's also quite good in it. Like I I truly think it's a really good movie. I'll probably um, watch it eventually. But I think I think for this for this category, you know, my whole thing is like, uh, fuck, man. I mean, this is tough because I don't give a shit about so much. I mean, I guess the reality is for me, I want Defoe. I think it's probably going to get tossed, honestly, to Bradley Cooper. I think he's probably going to win too. I really like, hope not. Because I think that everybody feels bad that he didn't get a director's nomination, which he totally didn't deserve. Yeah. And they're like, well, I mean, he's kind of good in that movie. And I mean, he is kind of good in that movie. I'm going to say Bale or Malick because I'm thinking about the age range of the voters. And like Vigo is a is also a possibility. I think it probably goes to uh, I want to say it probably goes to Malick. And then Cooper is possibly the dark horse. 
Uh-huh. I just cannot uh, believe they're going to reward Bohemian Rhapsody for anything. It's insane. It's it's one. I have to go back and amend my Letterboxd list now that I've seen it because it is one of the worst movies of 2018. It's fucking embarrassing. The fucking Live Aid concert when they're showing that crowd, it fucking looks like Guitar Hero footage. It it looks. It, you know, it looked better when uh, Snoke, not Snoke, when. Uh, your man there, uh, uh, General Hawks, gives that speech in, uh, uh, in the, the yeah the Force, the Force Awakens, Awakens like that fascist speech yeah yeah like it looks that looked better than live well yeah I mean because that was awesome and why isn't that <laughs> nominated this year <laughs> uh, best actress in a supporting role uh, all right so for <clears throat> excuse me for so for that we have uh, Amy Adams for Vice nope uh, <laughs> Marina de Tavera from Roma she was the woman who played the wife. Uh, Regina King, if Beale Street could talk, Emma yep. Stone, the favorite, Rachel Weiss, also the favorite. Uh, I agree with Chris Cabin that it yeah, should King. be Regina King. Yeah, I still haven't seen Beale Street. Unfortunately, that's, oh, that's one of these I haven't seen. It's good, but like I think I had such expectations coming off of Moonlight, right? Yeah, I, I just, it's a it, tough follow up. Yeah. Exactly, and that's not that's not like the movie's fault, but it, it, it's good. Um, I, I liked. Probably the favorite in Roma more. Um, uh-huh. So I don't. I could see it going to maybe one of the favorite uh, stars there, Emma Stone or Rachel Weisz, but probably King. I would say. Yeah, I'm an Amy Adams stan, as they say in the, in the streets. I What's just that mean? thought you're, she did you're nothing fan? in that movie. You're a fan of her? Is that what you're saying? A stan. Yeah, yeah stan is Stanley. a fan. His name is Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> it's. What's, I think it's a stan? reference to the Eminem song. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that means like a super fan kind of. It's idea. like saying instead of you know how like you know photography got replaced by the word selfie. Now fan <laughs> is replaced by stan because some fourteen year old typed it on a goddamn AOL, not AOL, but you know the modern one of AOL, <laughs> Snapchat, the Twitter. We call that Twitter. No, but I just I think that she does nothing in that movie. Yeah, she doesn't do anything. No, I mean, but like she does illustrate that like the 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 Cheney woman was perhaps more villainous than the husband in terms of force, like pushing him to yeah. become an evil monster. <laughs> like if right. she was just cool with him just being like a drunk coming home after hanging telephone wires and just screaming <laughs> at the at the void, we would have avoided a lot of death in this. Well, dude, she's and she's world. truly uh, the puppet master. Yeah, you know? I also think Emma Stone should be best actress. Right, like that's that's well, a leading a, role. They gave it to Olivia Coleman instead, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but it, you're, I think you're kind of right though, Steve, because she, I'm. It is her fr- movie. It, she yeah. is the star. She, of the she's film. the protagonist. Yes. yes. Uh, so so it is. It's mean. weird. Yeah. I, I mean, think, I, I think I mean, both anyone from the favorite, all three of those performances are fantastic. Yes. Yeah. They're oh, they're I mean, they're excellent. That actually might be my favorite movie of the year that I've seen. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's just great. It's like a flat out like it's. It, it's a period piece, but it like really seems vital and exciting. I, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not I, stuffy in the least. I guess I should come forward and say I don't think it's that good. Really? really? Wow. I, it's probably actually not my least favorite Lanthimos, but... Well, because that has to be Alps, because that is a legitimately bad movie. I like Alps much more than this. <laughs> the, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not aware <laughs> of, the, of, of Chris Cap, and he's, he's noted as one of the top <laughs> ten most contrarian <laughs> film critics... To this, have ever walked the earth. This, right. this has to be mentioned on every episode now, much like the uh, uh, fuck you, Chris, has to be on Dude, every Glee Glossary. it's a disclaimer. <laughs> it's a disclaimer. I just now want I'm, people I, to know. I'm imagining we're in our 70s. It's a fantasy where we live to our 70s. Oh, nice. Um, 
Uh, and we're at a deli and we're all old men and like Chris is like, oh, you know, can I have the uh, I'll take the, 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 the matzo ball soup. And then Eric just chimes in. Yeah, waitress, you know, my friend here happens to be <laughs> the, the top 10 contrarian film critic. Of the year that extends to soup, apparently. The guy's <laughs> got a, you know, the, the soup taste. I apologize for it. And I'll have the Krupka. <laughs> oh, oh, ew. Clap kablash. Um, yeah, I, I just think when I, I'm looking at these performances here, I saw every movie in, in this category. I just think of Regina King, that the sequence in Beale Street where she goes to Cuba to try to get that woman to drop the charges and everything. Like, yeah. It's just knock you on your ass power acting yeah. that I don't think anything else in any of these other performances comes close to. Um, so for me, at least like personal preference, that's kind of a no brainer. And I wouldn't be I don't think it's a stretch to say that people would give it to her either. Yeah. But the problem is also like everyone's just so fucking in love with Emma Stone still. I think. I mean, I, I think she's great. In the movie. I actually think Rachel Weisz is better in this category for sure. Uh, and I actually like Di Tavaria as well in Roma. I think she's like, mm-hmm. she kind of gives that movie a lot of contours and does a lot of quiet stuff that's really yeah. helpful. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Um, all right. So let's pop up to lead actress. Uh, we have uh, Yelitsa uh, Aparizio uh, for Roma, uh, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga, Stars Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? I should say that I'm hoping. No one uh, on this show right now saw the wife because none of us are sixty-five years older. <laughs> well, guess who's sixty years old? Fucking! Why did you Wait, watch this you movie, granny shagging, dude? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm doing it right He's now. He's a granny shagger. Chris Cabin not only is a contrarian, he also goes to film screenings to pick up older women yes. that are <laughs> dude, that guy, various stages of senility. Nothing, they nothing call but him the octopus dunks. of film forum. Grabbing <laughs> everything. <laughs> The tentacle will come for you. Um, uh, no, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How is it, Chris? It's, it, the movie itself is not good at all. Uh, but she is very. If there's a reason to watch it, she's the reason to watch. She is essentially the movie is not bad as Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's a similar situation where the only redeemable thing about it is the nomination for the star. Uh, but Kevin, let me ask you this: In the wife, are they playing a bunch of uh, catchy rock and roll classics? They are not. It's, it, yeah, so it's that, uh, there's the, now there's literally no reason for me to watch that. Yes, movie. you shouldn't. Go ahead. No, no, you good. Uh, like I think this is more than likely. I think it's probably Lady Gaga. Uh, I would like it to be Melissa McCarthy uh, or. Uh, Honestly, I would like it to be anybody but her, Lady other Gaga, than Glenn yeah. Close. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm almost certain it's going to be her, because they can't uh, say no to that speech. I think Olivia Coleman. I think she she was fantastic. And also, I think Roma is, is great, and her performance was great as well. But I, I think, uh, I don't know, I love The Favorite, and I think that's my favorite. I kind of agree. I mean, like, I think that Olivia Coleman's really great in that movie. I think, like, she makes herself... Like she can alternate between being regal and disgusting, and like a, in a heartbeat. It's oh like, yeah, in a more realistic way. Like this—that's what Dick Cheney should have been like. In, Ex- yeah, mm. exactly. Like I want to see him like fucking farting and shit. You know, because <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what happened all the time, and that—that's a great point. It's like it gives him 
so much goddamn dignity. Like, oh, I was just the uh, most quiet man in the room, and that's how you win. Uh, it, I like, farted again. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, a disgusting totally. fuck pig, and show him <laughs> like that at least once or twice. You should have had a scene where it's Dick Cheney is explaining directly to the camera what sharding means, <laughs> and then it's a montage of him in all of these very important meetings throughout the history, and it's just like, yeah, I, I sharded right there. I sharded in that meeting. Oh, oh, the mission accomplished. Publicity stunt. I sharded on the aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah hello, uh, Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, yeah, Watergate happened. Prepare to get to Washington and shard all over it. <laughs> We're going sharding. It's our time. Condi, don't hold your nose at me. Condi, unhold the, your nose. As the montage is going, he's getting more and more okay with sharding. Like at first he's like, oh god, I gotta go to the bathroom. But like by the end he's just like rocking in his chair while it happens. Well, President Ford asked me to leave the Oval Office when I sharded down my pants, and there was a sizable turd left on the Oval Office carpet. Uh, oh, I need to go to the hospital. By the way, could, could you give me a ride? <laughs> yeah, I think Yalitza is really, really great. In that She's movie. great. I mean, She's like great. you could just look at her. You get so much from that performance. You know what I mean? And I like yeah. Claron frames her perfectly. But like you really. I don't know. She goes through really a lot of different emotions in that movie, and none of it's super showy. No. Uh, speaking of which, I think Melissa McCarthy is similarly great. Like it's not, it's not this big Academy Award-winning performance. Like she's just really kind of scummy and quiet, and like wants to be left alone. And like, I think it's the best thing she's ever done by like leaps and bounds. Oh, it absolutely is, and I think that's what's so great about it is it's her doing something she's never done before. Yes. You know, I was very pleased that I could get through a Melissa McCarthy movie without having to watch her fall over. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like fall through a table or whatever the fuck or the way, shit the street. <laughs> guys, I think I just realized, did we we did original screenplay, but we didn't do adapted? <laughs> you should probably oh, get to that. We'll get to that next. Um, I just want Melissa McCarthy to win so she can play a joke on everybody and be like, you know, thank you to the Academy. Thank you so much for this award. You know, working on the Happy Time Murders was <laughs> the real honor of my life. <laughs> Kicking that puppet in the nuts. It was just, it was like meeting Heston. <laughs> uh, all right. So we uh, adapted screenplay. We have uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. I should say I, from this list, because... Fuck you, Netflix. I never got around to it. I have not seen The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I think that should win. I, I actually absolutely loved that movie. Uh-huh. I, I actually just watched it this week. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. It's, uh, But it's... it's. I think it's really good. It's very showy. It's very Cohen. It's, I, I like that they did something on Netflix. Like Clearly, we don't give a... Sh- like, I like that they got nominated for a movie that clearly they didn't get, care if anybody liked. It was just like, we are doing <laughs> us, and this yeah. is it. Yeah, that's great. true. I think, it, I think it's really good. Getting nominated uh, for being yourself is pretty sweet. I mean, I I, I, I would love uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me here. I think that again, I, that's one of my favorite movies of the year by far. And I think that that screenplay is just really confident and again, kind of quiet and like everything hits you the right way. You don't really find out about like what Richard E. Grant's deal is for quite some time. The way they reveal all that information about him is just great. Yeah, I think it's probably going to end up going to Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, but I, I, I mean, I, I would really like, I don't know if black Klansman's going to get anything else. And I would kind of really like to see it get that. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think maybe it might get director because I think yeah. it's time possible. for Spike Lee to win something. It, it fucking, is. It's possible. It, I, I mean, yeah. And it's a great be. movie. I, I really, I really enjoyed movie. it. I yeah, finally I, watched I, it uh, over the weekend, and I, I really, it's one of those things I regretted taking so long to see it. It really knocked me on my ass. I, I, I that, liked how about it a that lot. ending, dude. Right? Yeah. Oh, I know. Incredible. It's so crazy. Like the only the beef I had with it was in the screenplay. Funny enough, because I'm talking about how I think it should win fucking adapted screenplay too. But I, my one beef was like, there's too many. Like, hey. Remember Trump's president, like throughout the movie. I guess I, a little bit of that. I like connecting those dots, honestly. Like, I just feel like it makes it more. I didn't think it was dot connecting, though. I just thought it was like, hey, Trump. It does it in a more tactful way than Vice did it, because Vice is just like they books it bookends with like the the focus group, and there's like yeah. you libtard, and like they're like getting into the these. That the, part of Vice was yeah. terrible, but what I did. I did like the part at the end though where Dick Cheney like is looking at the camera and he's like, "Hey, by the way, if you fucking voted for George W. Bush before, you brought all that other shit on yourself that you're dealing with now. Bye bye, movie. Oh, you're still here. Oh, I'm just in my towel here, coming out of the shower. And <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, chicka chicka. <laughs> I, I think he's like Deadpool in that scene too. <laughs> like, I don't, Dick Cheney breaking the fourth wall is just like too funny for me. Like. Either do it throughout the film <laughs> or not. I think that um, I mean, I, I back to the, the connecting the dots. I love the Heather Heyer stuff. It's so hard to watch, and it's oh so yeah, yes, yes, vitally important to put that in that movie because that, also like, he's putting in the footage like that they cut out of the news broadcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that was the brutal. first time I saw that footage, and I was stunned in the theater, and I like was weeping, openly weeping. Yeah, no, I mean, I it's it's such a good fucking movie, um, and I guess we can take this to uh, achievement in directing. Then, so we have uh, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, uh, Pavel Pavlikowski for Cold War, uh, good old Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and fucking what are we doing here? Adam McKay for Vice. Couldn't do Schrader, huh? Couldn't do it. I know, that's what I'm talking it. about. What is this Vice nomination here? I, I, on, that's He's the one person in the category that I don't want to win. Yes. Everybody else I'm okay with. Yeah, I, I agree. I do agree. Like, I think it's Spike's time. Like, If you're ever going to do the makeup Oscar, and also yep. Black Klansman is awesome, yeah. give it to Spike Lee. Pablo Pavlovsky. Exactly. I mean, the Cold War is one of my favorite movies of the year too. Like, it's excellent. It's it excellent, and, it, and it's I, uh, beautifully directed. It is, and I love seeing a film that could... You know, it's it's, you know, foreign film category, but it's also achieved a uh, cinematography nomination and he's getting this directing nomination. I think it's so awesome when they can fucking acknowledge that, you know, these films that are made outside of the United States are just as worthy of getting these like, quote unquote, like more major or more important category nominations. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, I think you might be right in that Lee might get this just because Quaron already got his. Right. Oh, because he got gravity, right? Yeah, he's already been there. So if it wasn't for that, I would say it's probably going to Quaron. But I do, I feel like you're you're probably right. It's probably between Lee and Lanthimos, honestly. And both of those are well-deserved. I mean, like, I, I, yeah. I, and I mean, obviously, like, in terms of deserved, I think Spike Lee deserves it more just for the career. But, like, I think the favorite is just excellently directed i mean like yeah. without him it's yeah. i could i could movie. i could see Quran getting it in in the way that like roma's probably not winning best picture 
So I feel like Roma needs to be recognized, even though it was on a goddamn internet streaming service. So I didn't watch it until like yesterday. Yeah. And it's, you know what, dude? It's fucking unfortunate that that's how you had to watch that movie. It really is. You know, that whole thing was fucking bullshit. And Netflix continues to be a plague in this industry. (laughs) I saw it in theaters. I mean, that movie had decent distribution. That is such a gorgeous movie. It didn't, though, dude. Like, when you, like, the fucking nuts and bolts of, like, the agreements that you had to make to get that movie before it was on the streaming platform, like, now, sure, they don't care because it's everywhere. So, like, you can stream it on Netflix or you can go to these theaters that are playing it. But the fucking bullshit was, like, before it was on Netflix, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still definitely concerned about theatrical exhibition. That's totally fine. So here's the deal. Two weeks before it comes out on our platform, you can open it on a Thursday and you can play it till that Sunday. But then you have to stop playing it for Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then you can come back on screen the next Thursday up. Oh, but you have to come off that Sunday again. And it was just like this manipulative, like, what are you doing? Like, that's not how this business works. You can't just come in here and be like, hey, we're Netflix and this is when you can play our fucking movie. Like, it was so frustrating to me that, like, when we were going back and forth, like, it was really, it was honestly a tough call because, you know, at, at the Burns, honestly, I mean, this isn't like, you know, talking out of school or anything. We were, like, struggling because it's an excellent film and we had people that wanted to see it. But it was, at the end of the day, we decided, like, you're not going to dictate how we play movies and it was manipulative and really fucking shitty and disingenuous. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it didn't, if that movie was owned by fucking whatever, Sony pictures, classics, Fox searchlight, whatever, it would have had a traditional rollout. It still would have received all these nominations. And I don't think the fact that like you can see it on your streaming platform means that like, more people are finding that movie because at the end of the day, it's still a black and white Spanish language art house. I think movie. more people are watching it just by by dint of being able to see it, right? Yeah, I mean, but like, there's no way to know maybe. that though, dude. There's no way to know that because they don't fucking report those numbers. Anything they say about it is like they said something. It was some insane number, like, oh yeah, we know that like seventy million people have seen this movie. Really? Like, there's no metrics for that that they release, and I just think they're as a company completely full of shit. No, they definitely are. I mean, they 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 are fueled by invisible money. So I, I I I they are definitely full of shit. But wasn't it also didn't Quaron have some special uh, thing about uh, showing it? Didn't like he have to have like certain Dolby sound? Yeah, the Dolby Atmos. Yeah, like yep. they were demanding yep. really high quality sound that a lot of theaters just aren't fitted for. And right. also, like speaking about the distribution of it, it's like outside of New York City it's hard it was super hard to find playing uh one theater um uh i know uh in newburgh new york played it for like a day what was that's what i mean i mean like i don't know i I feel like as a quote-unquote coastal elite isn't it easier to say oh these things need to be in theaters but like if you're in you know a shit-ass part of michigan i don't know i always pick on michigan (laughs) but i do uh you know what i mean like that doesn't have an art house theater or if it does it's got one screen or whatever the fuck and now I could just, if I'm really into art house movies, if it's on a streaming st- service, that's better than not seeing it. No, I, I, I don't think you're wrong with that, Steve, but I think that there is a way to have it both ways. And what bothers me is that Netflix pretends to share that opinion and it's 
not true. I think if you had to get asses in seats at theaters, there would have been a bigger ad ad campaign, sure. so more people would have been aware of it. Like it kind of all these Netflix releases for me kind of get under the radar because it's like, oh yeah, that came out, and I was and I had like I totally forgot about it. Like I want to see Velvet Buzzsaw, and I just I had wanted to see it for a while, and I just realized it already has been on Netflix for like a month. I buy that. I I totally agree with. I think that their but actual do, ro- their rollout is terrible. Their interface is the yes, worst. Yes, but yeah, I do like, agree. Don't with you want to watch Umbrella Academy? Like I'm trying to watch Buster <laughs> fucking Scruggs, dude. What is this? <laughs> Must I press Academy? the back button? But to your point, access is important, and I do think they do play a good good service in terms of access. But I just wish I was more aware of what they were doing. Yeah, and I, that's the 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 like Velvet Buzz saw at least they put it on their main page like high flying bird i had to search i had to type in h-i-g-h-f-l-y until it came out i had to dig for roma this week that's nuts that's crazy (laughs) that's i mean and that's what i'm talking about it's like you know like with roma it's like it's in the conversation because of like all the acclaim that it's garnered but even like busters and that's what's interesting too is like with buster scruggs uh they were not as gatekeepy about playing that movie and like with um cabin what was the uh the paul giamatti movie that they had the tamara oh, private life which is also very good private life was another movie where it was like they didn't give a shit about it and it was like oh you want to fucking open private life in your theater cool whatever we don't fucking care you know but it was like with roma it was just this weird thing where they were being so cagey and gatekeepy about it and it's like you have to have a uniform model for your fucking films. Like, it's just, it was very frustrating. I mean, I can also see them kind of resenting the fact that they're also always being picked on when they are putting out movies like this. I mean, I, I, I'm not necessarily siding with them on this, but yeah. I at least understand the fact that they're like, look, we're trying to do something new. Uh, this is what we've been trying to do. Uh, you know, it's not going to go easily. And like the fact that I do think the problem is that they do keep on saying we care a lot about distribution. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't, you know, fucking piss on my face and tell me it's raining. Yeah. You know, and also when you have two other streaming platforms that have had movies in the fight, uh, you know, like this year and years before. So like uh, this will bring us to we'll do it real quick uh, documentary. But like um, Minding the Gap was a movie that Hulu had. Yeah. And Hulu partnered with fucking Magnolia Pictures and they did a rollout of the movie theatrically. And then the window closed. Magnolia doesn't take the bookings for it anymore. You can stream it on Hulu or you can book it through the production company. And there's nobody telling you how and when you can play Minding the Gap. And, you know, with Amazon, Amazon was like, all right, fuck it. You know, they were hiring all these other companies to do their distribution. So you could do like Manchester by the Sea was... Uh, managed its whole theatrical thing was managed by a company called the roadside attractions. And then it went on prime. And then, you know, late last year, Amazon was like, by the way, now we have Amazon studios and we're going to distribute our own films. Cause they have oodles of money, just like Netflix does. Yeah. And you know, they fucking released Suspiria and fucking beautiful boy and all that shit before they put it on prime. So like, I just don't see why Netflix thinks like, they need to want to or have to reinvent oh, the wheel with this oh, shit. Like, oh, I, I think it's possible to play nice. I mean, I think they, uh, the first part of that is because they do, I think they do think they are, I mean, they're, they, they changed everything. I mean, so I do think having a head on their shoulders is kind of natural. Like having a bit of an ego about it is kind of natural. But 
I agree with you that they should be finding a more clear way to do this with each movie they put out, even if it is their big Oscar favorite. And like, just to talk about Doc real quick, Minding the Gap, I did think was incredible. I'm actually more rooting for Hal, Hal County this morning, this evening. Which is also great. Incredible movie. Um, and um, it's a completely, I don't know any movie that looks like that. No, it's, I mean, that's something you want to talk about fucking reinventing the wheel. I mean, that uh, the movie, it's really tough between those two. And then the other, the other, I mean, a fathers and sons is fucking nuts. That's a movie about like this dude was able to embed with this family, uh, in Syria, I believe where he's basically watching like these fucking boys be radicalized to ISIS and this family just like let them film this happening. Like it's insane. It is pretty crazy. I, I mean, I understand why RBG's there. I don't think it should be there. Well, yeah, that movie, that that narrative was just so excellent. Oh, <laughs> oh man, dude, on the basis of sex. What a fucking turd biopic that movie was. Uh, and then Free Solo is a really good rock climbing movie, but I don't, you know, I can't believe the Fred Rogers movie wasn't nominated, honestly. Yeah, I was kind of shocked neighbor. about that, too, even though I didn't see it. I just kind of when I saw it, I was like, well, that's going to win. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, and I think I think it's a, it's like one of those things where it seemed like a shoe in, but it was also a good movie. So I was fine with it. Totally. And I, I would still totally recommend it. I think you should watch it for sure. Yeah, I feel like I heard about that movie and Three Identical Strangers the most in terms of docs this year, and they're nowhere yes. to be seen here. That was pretty shocking that Three Identical Strangers wasn't nominated. And that's an excellent either. movie. That's like a really excellent movie. That, Won't You Be My Neighbor and RBG did like boffo box office. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, for documentaries, like it was crazy. I think they, they all uh, totally topped $10 million, um, which for a documentary theatrically is totally insane um and i think free solos are actually up there too that did quite well i played that for a really long time oh guys i was just told we're gonna have to take a commercial break here and in the break we will talk about cinematography and you won't hear that <laughs> yeah. on this podcast yeah, sorry everybody uh, uh so uh, we we should wrap this up here do you want to do cinematography quickly foreign language film and then get to best picture That's sure. Right. sure um i think quran's gonna win for roma and i think this will be the trade-off for not giving him director actually. that's probably now, right now that i'm looking at the page here and i see that he's nominated for that i think the cinematography in roma oh, and like yeah. the production design and like the managing of that all those extras and all the variables in the frame was yeah. just incredible Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the like, riot scene specifically. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of yeah. right now. And not to steal your point, Eric, but the way that dick looks when he's fl- swinging that stick. My oh, lord. And I just love that where you're just like, it's front and center, that he knows where to put a camera. <laughs> Give put him it on that dick. <laughs> I think what it is. Yeah, I think go ahead. Favorite looked fantastic. I mean, oh, big time. I, yes. Yep. I, would, I, would, I actually think Cold War, personally, I prefer the cinematography, the, the look of Cold War to Roma, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just I but I, I could see either of them t- getting it. What I, I love about the cinematography in Cold War, Stephen, I, I think I actually, oh, it's tough, but I'm, I may agree with you on this. What I loved about Cold War was when I saw it, I didn't know what the movie was about. So when it starts and the look of the film, and I'm like, all right, cool. So this is some like, you know, Eastern European period piece. Fine, uh, you know, I'm in it. That's totally cool. And then when the movie transfers to Paris, all of a sudden I felt like I was watching a French film from the 1960s. And I was like totally blown away by the pivot that the film makes, you know, while you're still using like Academy Standard 137 aspect ratio, it's in black and white, but you just, he's doing so much there. And it's just such like lush photography. I just, 
It, this is a really hard category, except for the fact that what the flying fart is a star is born doing there. Yeah. I mean, it's I, just regular looking. I don't know. It I, looked regular. To that's me. just the like we got to put stuff in there so people think a sweep might happen of that movie they like. Uh, you yeah, know what? I'll, exactly. I'll actually stick up with for that movie. I actually do think it's a pretty interesting looking movie. Especially again, mm-hmm. it goes downhill. I think. I think it's a yeah, little more freer in the beginning. The start, like when like he's going yeah, up to true. the club and stuff, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, this might actually be like a really good movie." But then it just continued to disappoint me as we went on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Are you gonna do the silent live uh, shots look great or not? not too oh much. no, yeah, <laughs> the best of the movie. Um, I do think it's almost certainly gonna go to Cold War. Uh, I, I yeah. would, I would place money on that one. Even though, I mean, the favorite, it's like his fucking Barry Lyndon, dude. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's tough. It is. It is. It's actually really tough. Has uh, but I, I'm not sure. Robbie Ryan might have already won. Uh, that I don't know. I don't know. I I think he has though. He was n- no. This is his first nomination. Oh really? Yeah. So I just, I'm I'm on I'm on the IMDb Tribune right nice. now. Oh then yes, yeah, maybe he should win because he's been fucking great for a long time. Um. Okay. So quickly, uh, foreign language film. Capernaum from Lebanon, Cold War from Poland, Never Look Away from Germany, Roma from Mexico, and my favorite film of the year, Shoplifters from Japan. Uh, so I'm thinking it should go to that. Um, I think it's probably between that and Roma, uh, depending on where the awards land otherwise. But uh-huh. it, I think the three main, I don't think Never Look Away is going to get anything. and I don't think Capernaum is going to get anything, but you know who knows. But well, I, think, I think it's between Cold War, Shoplifters, and Roma. Not I just, play, I think it's gonna be Cold War because I think uh-huh. Roma's gonna win Best Picture. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think Cold War certainly deserves it. Um, Roma does as well. I mean, Shoplifters, I wanted to see. I have it sitting next to me, and I was like, better watch that before we do this. And uh, just the day got away from me, but I am gonna check it out, and I'm very excited too. That movie looked sad. I don't know if it's very sad. It's, it's it looked fucking, a little sad. Well, it's Cold devastating. War sad too, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the most so is Roma. Roma's <laughs> hilarious, though. Rent, laugh, right. <laughs> Go see Roma if you like to laugh, especially when you see the dogs' heads on the wall. Yeah, that's funny. The hospital scene is a laugh riot. Oh my god, I could oh, not man. stop chuckling. I got a cramp. No, I don't I know. know. I guess I, you know what? I needed CPR after that scene. It was so funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> No, I mean, I guess that my my thing about sadness and shop is just like it like sad kids. And that's when I get like I can't handle it. Yeah, like, you know, sad adults. You know, like we're going back and forth across the border. Whatever, man, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was all about thirst too. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say though, it's funny because Capernaum and Never Look Away are both distributed by Sony Pictures Classics, and somehow, if you, I think if you look back over the last few years, like. Nine times out of ten, the fucking Sony Pictures classic foreign language film is the one that wins. Oh, really? Uh, I, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's because they mount corruption better. Corruption, probably. Uh, you know, like better campaigns. I have no idea. I'd also just love rigged foreign feature section. <laughs> Why am I reading a movie in the first place? Um, the other thing about Shoplifters is I'd love to see it win because it would be an Oscar win for. The good folks at uh, Magnolia Pictures. Who and, I mean, Corita has been overdue. Uh, Corita, I mean, the guy he has yet to make a bad movie. Yeah, I think true. he's a he is a flawless director. I, uh, you, yeah, uh, Steve, do you know who uh, directed Don't Look Away? I do ne- not. Never look away. Uh, never look away is uh, the the man behind The Tourist and the Lives <laughs> of Others. Yeah, you can keep it. <laughs> 
Steve still hates the dude because his film The Lives of Others made him realize that he needed glasses. <laughs> oh, no, that guy changed my life. That you remember it? that though, Steve? When we watched I, that movie? Oh, totally. Because we watched it. We went to, I think, the Angelica, that yep. fucking tunnel. And we're in the back and we're watching The Lives of Others. I, keep, I kept moving up and I was like, I need glasses. I moved with Steve once. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I got to get closer. I was like, do what you got to do, dude. I'm not moving again. That was a good movie. It's it was a great movie. movie. The thing about Never Look Away, it's fucking three hours and ten minutes, so fucking strap in for that, I guess. Whatever. Uh, all right, so let's let's wrap it up here. Best picture, uh, Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Hmm. Uh, we can talk about Black Panther a little bit, since we, we haven't talked about it anywhere, anywhere else. I mean, I think that movie, it's deserving. It's one of those big blockbustery, like... The th- it's kind of like the to me it's like the third Lord of the Rings it's like the one yeah that kind of encapsulates the movement a little yeah, bit sure, like, yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. it's like and I, I mean I think and I also think Black Panther is a really good movie but I don't think it's got a snowball's chance no I, I I think this is like a see you said we should fucking diversify the portfolio we nominated it I don't know I think it it has a chance I don't really? know if it's up there with you know. Roma or Green Book or oh God, if it goes to Bohemian Rhapsody, um, uh, I feel like if, if it had a chance, Michael B. Jordan would have been nominated. That's mm, my thing. Yeah, that's, mm, a, that's a telltale. Uh, yeah, he, and he could have been certainly. Yeah, he was great in that movie. I think it's there. Um, I mean, it's it, it. I'm not saying it's definitely worthy. I just don't think it's it's t- being taken seriously by the Academy. No, that's a good I point. I don't think it's being taken seriously either, which I think is unfortunate. I mean, for me personally, uh, it's my favorite MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think best. it's just a well-made movie. Like, yeah. Coogler makes fucking good movies. You know, I think he is, what is this now, three for three? Yeah. He's just he's got three features. Yeah, um, it's uh, the, this the Creed and uh, Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station, then he's doing the Fred Hampton movie next. Who the what? The Fred Han- uh the the uh Black Panther who was uh murdered in Chicago. Oh, interesting. Uh yeah. It- now which Marvel villain murdered him? <laughs> was, was, um, was I that, think that uh, was Silver Klon? Samurai. Oh, okay. <laughs> um uh, it was Klansman. <laughs> I think it would be awesome to see either like Black Klansman or Black Panther win. Totally. And just watch so many fucking dickheads on the internet shit their pants. I will say that there's three categories. Give Spike Lee one of these Oscars. Yes. yes. You're totally right. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, the favorite has been my my favorite out of the movies listed here. Uh, and Roma's really good, too. But again, like Black Klansman, I'd be totally happy with. I, I would prefer Vice not, or Bohemian or A Star is Born not to get it. I kind of feel like it's, my, my my bet is Roma. I would like to see uh, the favorite or Black Klansman win. Uh, yeah, I'm with you there. I think the thing is, if Green, and Roma's really good too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Roma's I, a totally deserving, really yeah. good movie that I I wouldn't be upset if Roma won. I'd be upset if fucking A Star Is Born, Vice, or Green Book, or Bohemian Rhapsody win. Well, that's the thing. I think if we can avoid if Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, A Star Is Born, and Vice all lose, then whatever else happens, we fucking win as a society. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I guess we will find out. The magic night is this Sunday. Oh, oh. by the way, the uh, the bet we have going with Steve Sadek. If people do not know, uh, oh right, the, the bet. Lo- yeah, on the Love Guru episode, episode four hundred, monumental corner, like m- monumental episode of this show, kind of you know like 
boom, 400 episodes. And right. we put money on the line that on this Academy Award night, Vern Troyer will be spit upon. <laughs> Perino, that's, 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 Steve's, that's Steve's the, the, bet. Yeah, the, Everyone else is saying he'll get, a, he'll get a quick second in this in memoriam. And so what's going to happen is tune into the Oscars, see who wins, myself or the rest of the guys, and then tune into our March video mailbag where I will physically be handed money by these fuckers. <laughs> That's, it's going to happen yes. on air. We're going to do it. We're, you're going to see it happen. And that'll be I, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash we hate movies. And it'll probably be towards the end of March. So yeah. you'll have to hold on uh, to your hats there. They, now, we'll know who won. They, well, well, right. you will know who won, but you won't see it in the fleshy form. The pomp and circumstance. Exactly. <laughs> Steve, the other side of that is Eric and Andrew will have to hold you down while I pry your wallet out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. There are a lot of people that died this year, to, to Steve's credit. I mean, um, was Harry Anderson? Oh, I feel right. like I'm I betting on Bill Belichick you. right now. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I will say just really quickly, if people are finding this episode because they're searching about shit for the Oscars, we're talking about whether or not Vern Troyer will, Vern Troyer will be farinaed at the Oscars is the term we use here in We Hate Movies. And Steve, if you just want to quickly explain what we're uh, talking Dennis about Dennis Farina, here. the year he died, which is a couple years ago, uh, was famously not in the In Memoriam uh, montage. And every year since then, the Farina is the the people that are deserving of being memorialized that are not memorialized. Right. Uh, and Cabin, if I'm remembering right, last year, wasn't Toby Hooper uh, Farina? Unfucking believable. Yeah, that was... to not give Toby Hooper a space on that is fucking nuts. Yeah, so I'm very curious to see who's getting freed. I'll say about uh, Harry Anderson though. I think. People who are predominantly television, you're yeah. getting farinaed. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right, which makes more room for Vern Troyer. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So we will find out this Sunday evening with all the glitz, the glamour, and we'll find out who's wearing what, whatever the fuck else anybody cares about. Uh, but most importantly, whether or not Vern Troyer is farinaed at the Oscars. Uh, so that is... The We Hate Movies 2019 Oscar special. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.